You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. This week we are back talking about Vagrant Queen Season 1 and Russian Doll Season 1. So, we have, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and get right into our Weeks Watch. Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So this week, so due to our stay-at-home orders and our quarantine, Mitch and I have made an agreement. Um, I will watch a movie that he has on a list that I have not seen that is apparently a travesty to humanity um, for not having seen. And I make him watch usually a Disney movie. So... Did you guys do the one that we talked about last week? I don't... Maybe? Maybe? Yeah. Answer okay. Hansi. I'll wait. I'll, oh, wait. I'll, I'll okay. I'm just really excited. About so the one Mitch had had me watch this week was Enter the Spider-Verse, because I had never seen that. Um, and I am currently preparing myself for the backlash I'm about to receive. I oh, no. thought it was just fine. Oh, no. <laughs> she did not think it was the best thing ever made, which... Obviously, put our wedding in jeopardy. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> even Disney, and I love the hell out of it. I, I know it was I mean, amazing. It was it was cute. It was good. I just I think maybe my part of my problem is is that everybody has been hyping it since it came out, and everybody's been telling me you know it'll change the way you see movies, kind of thing. And it was a cute movie. It was, but I guess for me, it was just a cute movie. So, because I don't do the comics as backstories and in terms of animation, I have, I know when it looks good, but I don't know the (laughs) skills necessarily that it takes to accomplish that. So, I can't appreciate anything extra, if that makes sense. Um, But so, I mean, it was, it was a cute movie. I'd watch it again, but I am definitely not over the moon about it it's okay you you will have to watch it again and i'm going to just put you in a room with steven and steven's going to explain to you about all the animation uh-huh. that went into making that movie so then so you will there, i could write a dissertation it. on that movie just the part where there's the whole group of people all up in the ceiling in that one part yeah to have spider uh spider pig look the way he, or spider ham uh look the way he does with his head in the spot that it is they had to stretch his neck by like two feet but you don't see that in that thing, like if you go to the side to make it a composition, that it, there's so many fucking things. That it's <laughs> like I said, I was I was preparing myself for massive backlash, and I I accept that. 
Um, Look, I understand the whole it gets too hyped, so then you don't like it because that's the same thing that happened with me par- with Parasite. So I did yeah. not fault you for not thinking it was the greatest thing since uh, everybody else had already told you it was the greatest thing. Uh, you kind of looked at me like I was growing a second head. I mean, that's, that's, obviously that's going to be the initial <laughs> reaction, but then I had to be like, well, that makes sense. As far as things go, like narrative-wise, I don't think it was doing anything super crazy. I, I, I don't. Yeah, It's everything else about that movie that makes it for me. But I can't separate the idea of being like blown away by animation and everything uh, from the movie itself, personally. Okay. But yeah, so that's what I watched this week. Is that the only thing? I thought you had another thing. Did you not have another thing? That was my designated thing. I don't remember what else I watched. All right, that's fine. <laughs> well, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is currently on Netflix. You can go watch it and love it, just like uh, everybody else in the free world. <laughs> and in our heart. <laughs> Jessica, what did you watch this week? Um, last night I watched the film Long Shot, which came out in 2019. It's a rom-com with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's the one where she plays the um, Secretary of State. Who's going to run for president? Her writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a Seth Rogen comedy, so it's that type of like pot, I guess. A lot of pot references, a lot of drug references, a lot of kind of sort of raunchy humor, um, but surprisingly progressive of a film. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just so many, like it does a real good job of pointing out like issues of being a female politician. And <laughs> it's like, I'm watching it and I was like, you're laughing at how dumb the comedy is. Like the comedy is dumb, but the, the actual writing of it is so smart. And I was so surprised. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> So, I quite good. enjoyed watching it. <laughs> so you liked it as a rom-com and as a regular comedy? I did. Like, well, here, here's the thing, and I guess it's kind of so, sort of a spoiler, but, like, the last line of it is, like, he's like, I'm her first mister, and she's my president. Like, that, it's so forward-thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, and they have that weird, really good, healthy relationship, too. Like, it doesn't go necessarily where you think it would typically go for a Seth Rogen film, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I also watched it, like, late at night, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember seeing that in the theater and, and really enjoying it. I thought it was a good movie, too. Um, I know I've never seen Notting Hill. Is that also, isn't that kind of the same storyline, though? Like, successful I, woman and kind of a schlubby dude? I do not know, because I've never seen that, either. Anybody seen Notting Hill? No. Nope. Is that a Hugh Grant movie? Uh, no, it's not Hugh Grant. It's it's uh, Julia Roberts and R- Reese Fiennes, I think, isn't it? Or no, it is Hugh Grant, isn't it? Yeah, she's like an actress, and he's yeah. just like a dude. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, isn't this isn't that kind of the same story, except for well, actress instead of Shot, Secretary of State? Oh, you haven't seen Longshot. Okay. Um, well, I mean, but Hugh Grant has like his own subsection of British humor. I mean, on the one hand, it's British humor, but then it's also the way he does it, which is that really stuttery yet charming, <laughs> right? Like technique that he does. That, uh, but yeah, I, I think it has to do with you know what a guy does when the woman is just so far out of his league, just like career wise, that you just don't know what to do with yourself. 
Yeah, it's kind of the same story then as Longshot, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know particularly if Seth Rogen wrote that one or not, um, uh, or if Judd Apatow directed it, because that's usually how that those things go with the two of them. Um, but I do remember liking the cast, because uh, I believe Craig Robinson was his best friend in that, right? Was it Craig Robinson? I think so. Daryl from The Office? That, I know. No. No, it wasn't Craig Robinson? It was O'Shea Jackson Jr. That's right. It was Ice Cube Jr. (laughs) Racist. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, it's been a while since I saw the movie. I only saw it the one time. Never Uh, seen it. I understand this. (laughs) Oh, it's very good. I I highly recommend it. And that's saying a lot because Seth Rogen's usually, seriously, usually a miss for me, but. Same. I highly recommend this movie. I was very surprised. What uh, would you watch it on? Uh, I had recorded it from like either HBO or something like months ago. It's been sitting on my DVR. For okay, so a it's, while. it's available. I think it's on, currently on HBO. Yeah, it's, I think it's currently on HBO too. Yeah. So if you have HBO Go, no, HBO Go, or HBO Now, or soon to be HBO Max, you can probably watch it. Why do they keep changing? Why do they keep changing the name? Why do they keep changing? Well, no, those are all three different services. I mean, HBO Go is only if you have an HBO subscription on your cable provider. HBO Now is if you just want to get the online only, and HBO Max is going to be all Warner Brothers stuff. But oh. for some and reason, as for changing names, <laughs> as for writers, it was Dan Sterling and Elizabeth Hanna, and okay. then the director was Jonathan Levine. Ah, okay. So there you go. Well, that's pretty good. Uh. John, what did you watch this week? Hey there. Uh, this week, well, I'm still ongoing. I'm in the home stretch for Star Trek The Next Generation. I'll give Ooh. one big summary for that once I'm finally done. Uh, but I've been also Wait, what watching. Is the, what does the home stretch mean? Like, what season are you on? I'm on, like, the second half of season six. So I'll have one more to go after that. Oh, there's only seven seasons? Of The Next Gen, yes. Oh, didn't know that. That's where, that's where the most Star Trek tapped out. Yeah, pretty much. That They can't really go much further than that. As a matter of fact, the episode I just watched was a pretty interesting one. It was a two-parter where uh, they intersect with Deep Space Nine. It's like a little crossover yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, she does not like him. <laughs> no, they don't. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've, but I've also started watching... She does not like him. <laughs> <laughs> I also started watching the collected works of Christopher Titus on YouTube. Ooh. What? Uh, I have not heard that name in decades. (laughs) Oh, well, if you haven't seen anything about him since his TV show was on, you have got to catch up because there's been some changes in his life. Um, So I was a big fan of Christopher Titus back in the, I think his show premiered in like 99 on Fox. Um. I remember during like the Super Bowl, there was like this big push, like oh, new comedy, Titus on Fox or whatever, and uh, I really liked it. It was very different from a lot of other comedies out at the time. It took a lot of really serious subject matter, like suicide and drug abuse and alcoholism and a bunch of different things like that, and made them funny. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Titus okay. turned the tragedy of his life into comedy gold. Uh, Were they the things from his life in the show? Huh? Were they things from his life in the show? I I I was a kid. I didn't know. I have no uh, idea yes, who you're talking most, about. So, 
<laughs> Almost everything in the show was based off of his uh, one-man special called uh, Norman Rockwell is Bleeding, uh, okay. which was anecdotes from his real life. Yeah, so uh, he title. grew up with a, a psychotic, uh, schizophrenic mother who was also like a genius and a concert pianist and a philandering father who married like five different times. Um he it, it he has a really interesting story. I think he was an alcoholic by the age of 17 until he fell into a bonfire and that made him oh quit poker. Jesus. Um Yeah, lots of really interesting things happened to him. Uh and he makes light of it all. Like he he uses comedy as his therapy and you can tell. So, uh they made 3 seasons of it. It got canceled after he got into a fight with the president of Fox over changes that they wanted to force on him. Uh, mm -hmm. He basically told them to shove it, and they said, well, you're fired. And he was like, oh, damn. And um, that, that was like a heyday for Fox then, too. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but he's been doing comedy ever since. I mean, he's done several different specials. I think his most recent is called Amerigeddon, uh, in which in like the first three minutes, he references a meteor coming to just wipe out the planet. And that that's the hopeful solution to John, our current state of affairs. We told you you weren't supposed <laughs> we to be watching these things. <laughs> Please. He says it, not me. I wasn't looking for it. Okay, but it really seems like everything you're watching has something to do with the world ending on Wednesday. Well, don't blame me for the Google algorithm and the listening, like, doing its job right. So. Maybe clear your cookies. Start from scratch. Clear <laughs> But how are they going to know? How are they? How are they going to know that he wants to have that exact print Hawaiian shirt on Facebook? I think he'll survive. <laughs> uh, well, if we survive, we still have other apocalypses to look forward to. Anyway, apocalypses because we can have multiple. Yeah, I was like, I, I was just imagining like apocalypse dot dot dot. Apocalypses. Apocalypses. Or would the proper term be apocalypse? I don't. I, I think it's apocalypse. Is apocalypses? I like apocalypses. I mean, I believe apocalypse is like a finality, so you can't have multiples. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like a thing. You see, that's that's what they want you to think. That's right. Fair. Every ending is just a new beginning. Death is but a door. Oh. Time is but a window. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Frost. <laughs> so going back to my Apocalypse. story. Yep. Uh, yeah, so Christopher Titus started releasing a bunch of his comedy specials. And also, uh, he's been re releasing one episode per day of his uh, TV show on his YouTube channel. Um, so right now, they're up to like episode 27, I believe. Um, so yeah, if you liked Titus... And haven't heard from him in a while. This could be a good way to catch up. Uh, there's been some interesting things that have happened in his life since then. And uh, he's definitely made comedy specials to reflect and keep up with the times. So, uh, long story short, that was my Geeks Watch. So, how many hours, minutes did you watch stuff uh, from Christopher Titus on YouTube? Um, within the last week, I would say I've watched three different specials and like every single episode he's released so far since the quarantine began so maybe about 
20 hours of content so far. Wow, that's a lot of uh, Christopher Titus, which uh, I, I do remember that Titus show back in the 90s. I, I enjoyed it as well. It also introduced us to um, the, the actor who played his red, red-headed brother in that. Like He was in a Resident Evil Alan movie. Alan Tudyk. Nope, not Alan Tudyk. No, that was Zach Ward. That, that's the only red-headed actor. <laughs> Ever. He was also in oh, that okay, Postal movie that. Uh, from uh, Uva Ball. Zach Wait, Ward? was it Zach? Was what? it the guy Zach Ward? Probably, Zach Ward. yeah, Zach Ward. He was also the redhead kid in uh, the Yoshi Yoraya. What was that Christmas story? Christmas story, yeah. Yeah. Wait, the, was he the guy that voiced the? Was it the? Was it Wazelton the, the weasel guy, in Zootopia? Ooh, I don't know. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, was he the voice of K two S O? No, that's Alan no, Tudyk. That's Alan. Get out of here. <laughs> Alan Tudyk was all of them. <laughs> I hate you. Guys. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I see. I feel like him. He was wasted as hey hey. Like, it's... no, he was brilliant as hey hey. <laughs> Who's hey hey from Moana? The chicken from Moana. Oh, chicken that's why I, I saw Steve in the movie and never revisited. I really like the song though. It's got a fantastic song. So, quick filmography for Zach Ward. He was in Freddy vs. Jason. He was the older dead brother of one of the characters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was in Transformers. He was the the sergeant that gets killed in the desert Mm -hmm. by Scorponok. Yes, he was the lead in Postal. He was in Resident Evil Apocalypse as Nikolai Ginovovich. All right. Nikolai. He he was in um, A Knight's Tale. No, that's no, Alan Tudyk. Get no, out of here. <laughs> oh, but you know what? He was in uh, Dodgeball. He was uh, Steve the Pirate. That's Alan Tudyk. <laughs> no, that's Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next one. Thank you, John. I know. I beat you to it. Now you're all out of Alan Tudyk references. <laughs> hey, but yeah, I actually yeah, he still is that word once at Comic-Con. Did you? It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was 2006, the year that... Uh, for some reason, I remember that year they were releasing uh, 300 on DVD and they were going to have a Comic-Con exclusive that came with like a little uh, helmet. Mm-hmm. And I was in line to get it. And uh, at that same booth, I guess it might have been the same company, Lionsgate or something, uh, Zach Ward was talking to some dude and he had a bunch of posters and stuff, I guess, to promote Postal. Okay. Uh, and I recognized him. I, was, I, I yelled his name out. He heard me. And he walked over and he says, what's up, man? And I was like, whoa, I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> uh, so I just asked him to like pose for a couple of pictures for me. I told him how much I love Titus. He was like, dude, that's awesome. Thanks so much. You know, I loved working on that show. And uh, he gave me a couple of autographs uh, with, uh, for, for Postal. And I was like, gee, thanks. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty cool dude. He was, he was nice. I like that guy. I'm still trying to place him. He was the guy who did Garden State? That's Zach Braff. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's not even a redhead. <laughs> but they're both named Zach, yeah. Oh. I, you know what? It, it also burns me that Steven didn't go to the most obvious Alan Tudyk one because he hates Firefly that much. Yep. That's right. I hate that's you so much. He was in that. <laughs> oh, no, so disappointed. <laughs> Uh, Serenity. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loved that movie, right? Hey, hey, stop! It was a great movie. 
<laughs> okay, so you can find all their Titus uh, related uh, material on YouTube if you want to take that that route with John. All right, I, I almost want to just skip over Stephen, but I guess we'll That's go. Ahead. No, but I, I hold on. I would I like understand. to digress just ever so slightly, and I want Stephen to introduce his guest that he was that he had on camera with him for a solid yeah. portion. That he's of distracting this. everybody else with. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's Athena. She's great. Oh my god, her name's Athena. I want her. Mm-hmm. It's a little dog, she's, so she's that everybody so knows. You know that pose you did, where you're both kind of looking off into the distance. That was classic. That needs to be a painting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, Athena's great. Okay. Oh, we can go back. I was just. I needed an introduction to the cute furry face that was like accompanying Stephen. American. He looked like a what? He looked like he was posing for the cover of the Americans. Oh. (laughs) Okay, Stephen, what did you watch this week? Uh, So I watched a cartoon. Surprise. (laughs) Um, No, and I watched a series that I actually wasn't too hyped for. Um, It's one called The Midnight Gospel. It's from Pendleton Ward, who was uh, the creator of Adventure Time back in the day, but it is decidedly more adult. Um. So the, the pitch for it is, the well, I should say, the reason that I was most interested in it was not because of the art style. I did not like the art, and that was one of the main things that kept me away. Though, to be fair, it, watching Adventure Time for the first time at this point in my life, I probably would have said the exact same thing. <laughs> but also that. Um, but no, what, what they do to record the episode is they go into it with kind of like a, like a couple bullet points, maybe, of how they'll like the background story of things. And then they record uh, like this purely improvised conversation. And it's supposed to be a podcast between the main character and whoever he's talking to in these like multiple different um, like universes, like alternate versions of Earth. Uh, And then they go and they animate to that. Maybe record the pickup audio for this part or that. That um, that they end up like needing to have a little bit more for the background visuals of things, but being a person who listens to podcasts and everything, they hit all the beats. Like <laughs> the craziest thing can be happening behind them. There's a giant monster taking something down, and they're just like going along. They're like, oh no no yeah yeah yeah. The first time I took ayahuasca, I was it was such a weird experience. <laughs> and, like they they won't actually talk about ayahuasca because that would make sense for a giant monster, but but it'll be like yeah no I mean when 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 we first lost my, my grandmother, like it was it was our time for all of us. But they're like fighting off zombies at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard about this show. It was it was really cool. Like honestly, if you're a person who at all ever listens to podcasts, I feel like you'll you'll laugh at it no matter what. Just hearing the kinds of conversation beats they have. Cause it's clearly it, they they have characters kind of planned, but it's just bullshit. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I cannot describe it better because if you watch trailer for it, you know exactly why it's so indescribable. But uh, when I watched it, I immediately texted like four or five people that I know and told all of them this right now. Uh, <laughs> and then they all did. It's crazily enough. No one ever does that because why would you do that if someone just texted you at like 2 a.m. telling you to watch? <laughs> um, but they all watched it and were like, oh, my God. I feel disappointed that I didn't get a text now. None of us did. None of you guys are going to like it except for John and maybe Jess. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, I saw the trailer. I was like, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. yeah. 
I remember this show now. They were talking about it because there's a lot of comedians in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, Duncan Trussell, was actually plugging this show on the Joe Rogan experience. I think he's the guy who voices the main character, maybe? Uh, he could plays be wrong. Clancy. Um, oh, so Clancy, the main character. Uh, but I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that I see on Joe Rogan all the time, like Joey Diaz, uh, Steve mm-hmm. Little, Christina uh, Maria Bamford, Stephen Root. Yeah, all these different people. They're like straight up comedians. I'm guessing that's why they chose them for their like improvising chops. Yeah. So yeah, and this it, definitely sounds like something I would be interested in. Interesting. In in the first episode, the like main person that he's interviewing is on this other Earth and everything. He goes and he like he chooses an earth from this whole slider of planets as he's looking at him and he's like, Oh, like what's this one? God's like, oh, clown. You don't want to go there. It's fucked up. So he goes to the next one. Um, and he chooses, he chooses the planet and it's like, yeah, you, you can talk to glasses, man. And so he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to glasses, man. And so it shoots him out of this meteor thing and he hits and he impacts with the guy. And he's like, Oh my God, no. Oh my God. Glasses, man, please, please don't be dead. Oh my God. And the guy like looks up and he's like, I'm the president. Uh, so he ends up interviewing this guy who's supposed to be the president of this weird zombie planet. Uh, and like, they're just shooting zombies the whole time as he goes. And at the end of it, I realized the person who had been voicing this president person was Dr. Oz. Oh, really? What? No, Dr. Oz. What, who were the other celebrity? Do- oh. Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil. Uh-uh. Uh, um. He's one of the ones that's good. He's Dr. The white Drew? glasses. Dr. Drew, thank you. Okay. That's the one. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. Like, not Dr. Oz. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Paulie Dr. Shore Drew. And he was. This. Huh? Paulie Shore is also in this. I have not gotten to that because you would know his voice. The Weasel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it's really good. Like, I don't know. I, I I recommend it. And why is it called what it's titled? That's the name of his podcast. That's what I figured. <laughs> it's a space cast, and you like every time he's like, "Hey, would you would you mind being on my space cast?" It it, it plays. It goes to space. It goes to space. Which is exactly what it's like. What it feels like every time you ask someone to do an interview for a podcast. Yeah. I mean, what, what's well, a podcast? Kind of like. <laughs> it kind of sounds like what they did with the Ricky Gervais podcast on HBO a while back, where they would just animate the segments. Yeah, it's it, with more intentional plot lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know about that one. The, the thing that I most compared it to was interdimensional cable from Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a like that that's too. That's what it sounds like. So that is on Netflix, I believe. Yes, Midnight Gospel. Yeah, it's one of the originals. Uh, okay, Midnight Gospel is on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, for my week's watch, uh, as Elizabeth said, we I got to watch a movie that I had never Which seen before. Uh, but before I get to that, I'm going to go to tell you about Quibi some more. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to do an ad break for a second. Like, before we get to that, let me tell you about our sponsor. No, nope, no <laughs> No, uh, this is Quibi. So they they are still adding some new programs, and their newest show or movie is I don't know if it's considered a movie or a show or not, but it's Dummy with Anna Kendrick, 
where it's uh, her and her boyfriend's sex doll have uh, conversations, and and she is now the sex doll is now uh, Anna Kendrick's um, writing partner because she's a, a, a writer, a te- television writer. Um, I I have to know Elizabeth's face right now. Is like you've been watching what? Is the series like? Is she playing Anna Kendrick and does her boyfriend have a sex doll? So she, the funny thing is that she's not playing Anna Kendrick. She's playing uh, Dan Harmon's... Kendra Anna. No, she's playing Dan Harmon's real-life girlfriend. I don't remember what her name is at the moment. Oh. What? Wait, what? Yeah. That only makes it more weird. I'm more confused. Yeah, let me, let me look it up real quick. But this lady is a... Um, she is a television writer and she... Uh, Cody Heller, that's her name. She's a television writer. She is in a relationship with Dan Harmon, who is the creator, one of the co-creators of uh, Rick and Morty, and uh, he's played by Donald Logue. And uh, what? Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is very <laughs> meta serious? because, as Dan Harmon explains why he had a sex doll, and then he gets rid of it, but then uh, Anna Kendrick goes and digs it out of the dumpster because it keeps talking to her. So essentially, Cody Heller. The Cody Heller char- character is having a mental breakdown uh, due to her insecurities and and uh, fears of failure. So now this I mean, uh, she's a writer, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this so she comes up with an idea of how she find this character finds her her boyfriend's sex doll and starts talking to him, and they and it becomes the show. So it's it's very meta in the way that it is about about what it is, kind of thing. Uh, so that is a show. It's not that great. <laughs> All that being said, I think Anna Kendrick has some misses. But Anna Kendrick, she <laughs> it's so the, the weird. She's like she's on great. Every, she's on every single one of the new like streaming. She was on Disney Plus with the the Christmas movie that she had. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. on Quibi. She's going to be on HBO Max with that uh, Love Life movie. So she's like. They essentially are going to her for all <laughs> new streaming platforms. Um, as far as bankable people, you know how there's like no bankable stars anymore. Yeah, I think she actually is a bankable star. I, I, I think did. There's still yeah, some. I, I saw the trailer for Dummy, and I was almost like, well, maybe I'll get quick. <laughs> didn't know what to get it before, but I was like, oh, Anna Kendrick in a comedy. All right, then. <laughs> but no, I still didn't get it. No. So, <laughs> th- uh, like I said before, with. Um, uh, what was the other? Oh, uh, when the streetlights go on, it had a terrible ending. Um, the the most dangerous game just ended. The one with Liam Hensworth and Christoph Waltz. Once again, mm-hmm. not a good ending because these things are only supposed to be six minutes long. You can't have a satisfying ending like in that. You have to still have the climax of the movie plus an ending, and it's just not enough time. I think you're gonna find with the movies side of this this streaming platform that's gonna happen a lot. Uh, the Stranger is on there, which is pretty good, which has Dane DeHaan in it. It's coming into an end pretty soon. And uh, Free Ray Sean is the other one that's pretty good. Uh, so, is Dane DeHaan better in that? Because I felt like he was amazing in Chronicle, um, not good in that space movie. Valerian? The lady with the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That was a bad movie. He's not in it. He's, he's in it, but he's not in it a lot because he is the... <laughs> the antagonist so he just shows up to scare her and then goes back into the shadows a lot so he's mm-hmm. okay in short like i also liked him in chronicle uh cure for wellness he was he was pretty good 
I enjoyed that. He looked appropriately tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Valerian, yeah, he's he's t- it's poorly cast for Valerian. It does not make any sense to have him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, is the Green Goblin? <laughs> we don't talk about that movie. Okay. Uh, so uh, the other thing I watched was I finally got around uh, to watching Jane, Silent Bob reboot. Uh, I know John talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, the only time I really, really enjoyed the movie was the parts where uh, Ben Affleck was in it and the parts <laughs> where uh, like Jay actually had to be sincere. Like Everything else was just... I don't know if it's because I grew up or if Kevin Smith changed a little bit because he had kids and stuff, but like the movie just didn't hit the same way as anything before Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Like none of those, it it just wasn't, didn't feel right. You notice he keeps trying to avoid talking about the movie I made him watch. (laughs) (laughs) So did did you make him watch Hercules? That's the one that it should be. Yes. Yes. Why are you not talking about Hercules? Because I'm going to get to it. That's the one that you guys are all going to have input on, so I'm going to get to it. Jeez. Back anyway. when the world was new. Oh. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is on Amazon uh, Prime if you want to. It's on a few places, but it's, it's on Amazon Prime for free if you have a Prime account. Okay, yes. Disney Plus, we got to watch Hercules, the Disney Hercules animated movie. And yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> knowing so in the time when this movie came out when it was cast and everything Mm -hmm. um there were certain things that we didn't know about some of the the actors and stuff that we had in the movie like james woods might have made it seem huh yeah james woods we didn't know that he was a real life villain I mean, so did that change anything? Was it perfect casting? No, I mean, I I understand <laughs> that I don't agree with a lot of what James Wood says, but it's that wasn't a thing that threw it out for me. Like his his acting in the movie didn't make me like it any less. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my, my biggest issue with the movie is that it doesn't. Nothing really happens until the last like thirty minutes, twenty minutes of the movie. It and then all of a sudden it just kind of ends. Like you get to this, like he's. I, I guess he's supposed to humble himself, or he becomes humbled, or whatever. And it's not till the you know the almost the very end when the whole thing with Meg starts to happen and like really happen. And then I honestly have no idea what's going on with the character of Meg. Like in, in what regard? Yeah. What's her agency? What's her purpose? Why? Why is it that she's like beholden to Hades? Did like, you miss the whole? She sold. Her, she traded her soul for her former lover to be free. Mm-hmm. But still, doesn't really make sense. Why pick her of all the souls that she he could have? Like, no, she, because her she voice? walked into the underworld because she wasn't dead. Trade her soul. I, I, that's fine. It's a thing that you did in Greek times. <laughs> it, the one character Orpheus did that. I mean, so anyways, she, she apparently also if, if you guys want to talk about anything that's wrong with this movie, there's one scene <laughs> that is scene? a major mistake. Oh, yes. I think Do you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the, the jump it, scene. Yeah, he what the grabs Meg first, and then he has to jump. Oh my god, it's the worst editing mistake ever. Like, there's this, there's this <laughs> massive inconsistency where it's like, it's like what, 
75 feet of difference. But yep. in the scene before him, he was managed to just put his hands in the water like that. Yeah. So, Mitch, so the part where, where he, he sees Meg in the water and everything, mm-hmm. he like reaches in and like the like in the next moment he goes and he go, he has to jump like right afterwards. In. Like yeah. the water was just like, like <laughs> what was that? What's that I mean, if that's the what, part that you want to scrutinize, to cool. But, I mean, there's so many different, like, myths that are just jumbled up and thrown together into this. It's just... They were they all going to do... They basically do the whole myth, but they do it all in, like, one song. Like, all of the trials are literally in one song. <laughs> well, they have to keep anyway. it moving. They have to keep it moving. Yeah, just, <laughs> all right, now he's a hero. Here we go. Here's the, 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 the question I want to know... Uh, for Mitch is seeing it as a person right now. Yes. Who do you cast for that live action movie? No. Oh, uh, those characters for the live action like uh, Brendan Fraser. Uh, Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch should be your Hades. Um, oh God, yes. So for, I, I want it to be John Delancey. Uh, really? I mean, yeah. I guess. Yeah, John Delancey's alive. <laughs> He's still alive, he's but like he doesn't have the charisma. Like he does, he's not he's not the same as when he was in Next Generation. That was a long time ago. You know that. He just voiced Discord all throughout the My Little Pony series. That's basically the same character. He still got it. Okay. Well, you asked me who Pony, I would want. Apparently, he did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know enough greek actors for to because that's the way that uh they would go at this i mean john stamos is about the only one that i do know for a fact he he could be zeus i could see that he'd make him clearly ageless (laughs) oh you can get uh jay mansukas as the the goat guy the fawn he could he could definitely play Vinny. i don't remember what what it was oh phil phil Phil, that's right yeah (laughs) Yeah, Jason Manzukis could do that. So, yeah. I saw something recently that they want Ariana Grande to play Meg, and I was like, it's just because she has the big ponytail. That's the only reason why. Uh, you yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, she doesn't have the right voice. And whoever uh, they get to do the, the, whoever plays them live action, I'm sorry, we're still gonna have Susan Egan do the singing voice. Sorry. <laughs> Her voice is phenomenal. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Hercules is now available on Disney Plus for anybody else to go and watch it. Looking but forward to No one else to needs more. to watch it. They've all already seen it, bitch. Yeah, come on. So anybody can go and rewatch it. <laughs> we will have a discussion post-podcast about which order I should do the next ones in. Oh, yeah. I'm glad everybody is going to be dictating this for me. Oh, what? Great Mouse. Great Mouse. I've seen Great seen Mouse Detective. One. We just talked about rewatching them. <laughs> we just said it. Yes, hey, yes, but I, I that for my Black Hole Event Horizon double feature. Yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Elizabeth won't watch Event Horizon unless we watch it early in the daytime. Yeah, that's fine. Mm, it's got spooky. Sure all the windows are blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Trust I still think if we did it in the daytime, that would might mess her up because it messed me up for a very long time. <laughs> You all just get to deal with the backlash. <laughs> all right. I live so far away. <laughs> Speaking of outer space, let's go ahead and talk about Vagrant Queen. Uh, episode, season one, episode four, in a sticky spot. This is a 
essentially a heist episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everybody yeah, has I don't a know role. About you guys. But I enjoyed this episode the most. It was like the best and worst episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is that was that a hard high hurdle to to jump there? No. Yeah. Worth yes. Best no. <laughs> it probably had the best pacing, and that's why I was able to just like like take it all in. It did have, have good pacing. I'll give you that. And that's essentially yeah. because everybody was working towards the same goal in this episode, as opposed to other episodes where everybody's doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I still don't quite understand the relationship between Alita and Amei. Well, it was definitely supposed to come I off mean, as more romantic this time around. Romantic, yeah. But then that means that tells me that the main actress is not quite playing up the I'm losing myself in her like kind of emotion it's more because every time it's, it's more like I'm lost like every time yeah. she's looking at her <laughs> if it's supposed to be longingly I'm getting more like I'm lost in my thought about something else and I'm not paying attention to what you're saying that's what I'm getting from the from the acting but no it's fair I don't think it's, I don't think the show in general is well acted except for Amay Amay I'll give you Amay yeah, yeah. like she's good yeah. Solid, yeah, I like Hap or whatever his name is. Hap, yeah. Hap. Uh, no, I think Winnie Bot's carrying the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her rickety wheels. <laughs> that Why is a solid point, John. That is a solid point. <laughs> Why are you whispering? <laughs> Context, man. Context. <laughs> I, I laughed. Say, I actually laughed in this episode. My favorite part of the whole show was when they have those little Roomba security guards. Or security droids. And Isaac <laughs> kicked it? Isaac just kicks the shit out of one of them. And it just falls apart in midair. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Well, Some I think- prop guy probably spent like two hours gluing that together. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite line was actually a Winnie Bot line. Um, when she says, when they're talking about, um, when Alita tells May to stay safe and... The Winnie bot goes. You've miscalculated. You have at no point been in a point been in an amount of safety that you should be staying at. <laughs> <laughs> it's just okay. So the, <laughs> the whole plan was sh- was shot at at Git because uh, we knew in the last episode that guy had betrayed his former boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also end up losing two characters in this episode. Yes. The, and I somehow gave no craps about it. <laughs> the Jabba the Hutt character uh, and the blue lady. Uh, oh, they died? I, I mean, Jabba the <laughs> Hutt died. Did you miss that? <laughs> I didn't watch the episode. I found out yesterday and then I worked and then I traveled here. <laughs> Dang it, Steven. <laughs> I what do you we found out last night at like 8 p.m. that the episode happened. I, in the way, it's on right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we have homework. I paid money to see this, and I watched it right before <laughs> I, I came from work. I, it's like an hour to get here. Excuses, I'm shaking excuses. my head at you. Did you oh, drive? What? Did you drive? I, I literally drove. So you drove? Yeah, I got picked up and then I drove back here. Ah, you got picked up. 
So you sat in the passenger seat. So you could have been watching no, it while no, in the passenger no, seat. They so, came so to me with the vehicle. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> he sat on my driver's lap and then he worked the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stephen. Well, we're going to expect you to be watching it next week and then get, getting off of it like the outsider you did. No, I'm, no, I, I, I'm, I'm here. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> no, for, for this one, like, it wasn't that I didn't want to, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> it's just, like, we got told last night the episode happened. Before that, it was like, oh, there's no there's no Vega Queen this week. Way to go, guys. Enjoy it. And then last night, she literally, like, just was like, hey, do we have to watch Vega Queen? Come on. It's on right now. <laughs> it's on right now, by the way. <laughs> Like the brown noser in class who's like, hey, teacher. Wait, I thought you said we had double homework this week because we didn't have any last week. (laughs) That's literally what I did. I'm sorry. You know where the Hermione of the group is. Uh, Well, okay, yes. the, The Jabba the Hutt character and the blue lady both died. I was honestly at first didn't understand if she died or not because she's wearing this makeshift low budget Iron Man suit that she gets shot in the back and there's a spark that goes off. So I was like, well, I I figured that thing like blocked the shot, the bullet, but who knows what's going on? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, she doesn't show up at the end of the episode. So I assume she's dead. I mean, unless she shows up next episode, just like the little dog face dude did. But then he ended up dying anyways, which... Well, except he... We saw that at the end of the very first episode that he was still alive. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, which also makes me think that the the little man that they had in this episode was the same actor. They just threw on different makeup. It is a distinct possibility. Because he had the same, like, yeah. body language. Same mannerisms, yeah. 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 Quite, quite possible. I couldn't find it on IMDb, though, so... No one cared That's enough crazy. to I, update There's it. No huge fan community out there for the show? Apparently <laughs> the IMDb page? Nope. What? They don't have a wiki for it yet? I doubt it. If no one updated the IMDb, I doubt anybody updated the wiki. Yeah, there's not a lot of talk about the show at all on anything. I just <laughs> looked it up to be like, does anybody like, is there somebody that likes it? <laughs> <laughs> um... The whole point of this heist, I thought it was supposed to be to get her mother. No, oh. they were just trying to get into Republic space. Just so then they could then go get her mother. Yes. According this was literally IMDb, just... Go ahead, John. Yeah, according to IMDb, that act that uh, person played Nim and Tiny Traveler at the airport. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it was updated since the last time I looked. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have a, it didn't have that on the earlier. Uh, but yeah, so she is now supposed to be more on her way to finding her mother. Yes, Ish. but not. But once again, the vehicle <laughs> got sidetracked, and now is on a <laughs> desert planet. Yep, that was that last scene was really horrible looking, right? Like it looked really bad. Yeah. Like 1990s video game graphics bad. Well, we were discussing whether or not it was shot out here by the sand dunes. And honestly, I think it's just—I <laughs> think it's all just CGI. I don't think there was any no, practical in that. No, because the little creature thing—it just—it looks 
like an old video game graphic. It does look like an old video game sprite. Yeah. It looked like a DivX demo. (laughs) It might have been. Shot fired. Shot fired. So, I don't think there was anything else that we really learned in this episode. Uh, We know Isaac can take a beating. (laughs) We know Isaac can take a beating. We know Alita has this thing about not leaving people behind. Except for if you're blue. Except for if you're blue. Or maybe dead. Maybe it's because she's dead. If you're blue, you would die. Oh. Gotcha. It's like a red, like a red shirt. But no, I just no. Like if you. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jess. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, um, we learned that hacking is takes a very long time. It's not uh, a fast thing like they make it look in the movies, apparently. Other than that, it's it, it was supposed to be but more it, of an action episode, an action filler episode. It really didn't help you anything with story-wise. Yeah, hacking takes longer than it does in the movies, but not as long as a coffee break. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, Anybody else want to add anything to this episode? Other than Steven, since he didn't watch it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to pay for it. <laughs> John is disgruntled. Uh, you were the only one that paid for it in the world. That's what I was gonna say. Probably. You didn't say. I didn't pay for this episode, but I had to pay for two others. So. Oh. So. so yeah, for whatever reason, I guess because they changed the scheduling, now it's not streaming for free on the app like it was before. They probably have to wait twenty four hours. Um. So what? It came out yesterday. So sometime later tonight, when we're recording this, it should be yeah free to watch. Maybe well, that sucks, but I know there's not that many episodes left. <laughs> oh, there. Are, let's see. We were on episode four. <laughs> I think oh, did that they four? say how that was four. Do you know how long the episode order is? Uh, I don't know if it's actually it's only, it's ten episodes long for the first season. Okay, you scared me. I thought you knew it was like 21 or something. No, it's not. Please, stop. (laughs) (laughs) We surrender. Yeah, like I know what what waterboarding feels like now. Hey, that's (laughs) hard. Three seconds in, I was done. Uh, Well, there you go. Steven Uh, can't be a spy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we have... have six more episodes to go so we'll we'll see what else we we think about it as as we go along hopefully they get to her mother soon because i would hate if it dragged out the whole season they're not gonna get to her mother her mother's not alive so yes elizabeth definitely has a theory that the mother is dead and that's not and they're just stringing her along yeah no it's half stringing her along knowing that full well that that would be the one way to get her to do whatever he wants i think it's ninth episode they find her and then she's not the mom she remembers. Yeah, what was that, Jessica? I, I think half might be some. Oh, I don't know. You think Wait, which one's half? Half is the white guy. <laughs> That's not Isaac. Which white guy? <laughs> um, okay. Oh, oh my the goodness, one with the ears. The yeah. non-human one. The non-human one. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Stringing her along. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 
Do we care any more about the lieutenant guy? Like, do we care that he might get demoted or in trouble with no. those generals at no. all? The bad guy? The bad yeah, guy. the bad guy. <laughs> do we care about the bad guy? I mean, you can he's still not, he's, no. be he's interested in... He's not one in... of those bad guys. He's just bad guy. He's, he's not a... He's very two-dimensional. emotionally attached to bad guy. Okay, but mm-hmm. do you care, like... The fact that they are pushing him is is going to make it so that he does something more drastic or you know anything like that. He's just going to continue to ignore them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Well, if nobody else has anything they want to add to this episode, we can go ahead and switch over to Russian Doll. Yay! Special effects sequences in space—they were kind of cheesy but fun. There you go. They were but fun. Oh. <laughs> I'll pop for the joke. <laughs> Russian Doll, uh, season one, episode six. Yeah, episode six. So this is actually almost over. Uh, this episode is called Reflection. This episode's for Jessica. Ooh. This episode. Mirrors. Yep. Mirrors. <laughs> uh, Jessica's theory of mirrors, and I feel like my theory of video games came back into play too. So. We'll see. We'll see. That's fair. Take it away, Stephen. <laughs> but I, your guys' initial thoughts on the episode? We'll, we'll, we'll go from, uh, like, Jess, Mitch and John, or Mitch, Mitch and John. Um, Mitch and Beth to the John. Okay. Jess. I know John's already. His, he texted us earlier. Uh, I, I really like this episode. I feel like it probably might have been the most... Not predictable, but I I figured out how he died well before he did. Okay. And whereas the show has been something I haven't been able to follow that well, it's been surprising me a lot. But this one, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure he killed himself. I didn't know exactly how, but I was like, I feel like that's why he doesn't remember. But um, but no, I I really like this episode. I re- I really liked what it touched on too. There's still continuing good character development in it and this very emotional episode too so it's pretty good and mirrors <laughs> <laughs> see and i was thinking that that maybe he was the one that drove the car that killed uh nadia in the first episode and maybe then because he was so drunk that he also killed himself in the car accident and maybe that was that something be like interesting that, yeah but i mean it was, it was a taxi in the first area in her first yeah. death was it yeah i don't remember yeah. that so does so does that also mean that he threw himself off the um the building this last one too when he remembered that he killed himself the first night? I think he went up there and then realized. So then how did he die that night? This most recent death because she died chi- on a chicken butcher. No, I yeah, I feel like she did cuz it was right after they showed him on the ledge that she choked. Right. So that's why I figured he must have jumped yeah. also. I feel like he probably did. I guess, I don't know, I'm maybe I'm being too optimistic about it. <laughs> he didn't do it at that point. Yeah. So do they uh, also dictate how they die? Because she literally says, great, now we're going to walk down this hallway and get good, stung yeah. by a bunch of bees because we're both allergic <laughs> to bees, and then they both got stung by bees. That's one I don't like because that's what it sounds like. It makes you think that they they have some kind of agency over anything like that the only other thing that would make me think that is that she has such a thing about the stairs and it just keeps happening that's true 
That's that is the, true. Those are the only two things that I remember that are that, but I could be wrong. It's been a little bit. Well, it's it may also lend itself to the the inclination that the more you presume something will happen, the more likely it is to happen. So that predicting kind, prophecy or whatever. Yeah, self fulfilling prophecies. Prophecy. That concept of you know if you if you think you will succeed long enough, hard enough, you truly believe it enough, you will. Oh, Same could secret. be done in the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my impression of this episode, it was very realistic to the point that it almost frustrated me. Because in what it, regard? Oh. at the beginning, you get Nadia jumping in to help Alan with Beatrice to give him mm-hmm. back the power. And so you see a huge step forward in her character development of putting others before her. And then almost immediately afterwards, there's this huge jump back when Alan messes with her stuff or (laughs) makes an inclination that, hey, maybe we shouldn't just be examining what I did. We need to be examining what you did. And... That is very, very realistic in terms of how we grow and develop and become better mm-hmm. human beings. Like, for every step forward, you take two steps back. You know, that's just kind of the way it works. So it's very realistic, but it's also very infuriating because it's like, no, you were just, you were on the right path, and then you done fucked it up. <laughs> but that also is pretty realistic for like it is. most people. They just- no, it's very, very realistic. It's frustrating, reali- yeah. frustratingly realistic. Um, so that was kind of how I felt about this episode was it touched on a lot of very real things and ways that people cope with things, but almost in a frustratingly real way. Hmm. I think it's fair. Yeah. Uh, I say I enjoyed this episode quite a bit just because uh, I felt like we did move a little bit forward with uh, the reason why. Like, that's my biggest thing at this point. Like, <laughs> I've gotten enough of the character development of both characters. Um, so just the wanting to know, you know, why this is happening to them is is my big motivator now. And I almost feel like with the fact that where we're at and how many episodes are left in the season that we're not going to get that in the first season. And that kind of upsets me. So... <laughs> So uh, we'll see what happens when we get to episode eight. For you, John? I loved this episode. This episode was rife with really interesting, if albeit maybe useless details. But for some reason, that's one of the things I like about this show is the attention that they put into it. And um, one of the things that I really liked, for instance, was the... <laughs> the uh, the, the, the small moment that um, Nadia shares with horse huffing fields yeah. in the park. <laughs> that was just so out there. That was like, I get it though. Like that's, that looks like something she would do, you know, <laughs> bearing her soul to this perfect stranger that she's already met several times before and has died t- together with on at least one occasion. Just, you know, doing some fumes, whatever, <laughs> Um, 
the discussion that we had earlier in, in the episode where she's describing what the medallion that she wears actually is, which was really interesting. Um, and how she's like, oh, well, it's just like a whatever, you know, gold thing from the Holocaust. And I don't know, it's worth like an exact amount of money that she like just rattled off the top of her head. So that's kind of interesting that she's so aloof about something like this, but yet she actually knows everything there is to know about it at the same time. The, the one that was interesting, I think, um, in that part was where she says that that direct amount of money that's for how much her mom sold all of those for. Right. Yeah. Like that was that, that was a big one. And then um, I also liked at the beginning of the episode when I guess it already starts off with them theorizing that maybe they're the same person. <laughs> that was kind of neat. Yeah, cool. And an immediate stab to the thigh. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, well, I but I like he's like, you know, he tried that. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're exploring options or they're looking at things even if they're somewhat unorthodox and not like that. They're definitely doing something good. Um, no one's going to point out unorthodox in there? That was great for this. <laughs> it was great. We, yeah. <laughs> So overall, yeah, it just had a lot of really cool things to point out. Yeah, the, the freak out that she has when um, Alan cleans her house. That was like mm -hmm. a huge invasion of her privacy, and she did not appreciate that. Um, but then she goes right to him when they have that reset of the of their, you know, their life cycle, I guess. I don't know what we call these. Uh, they respond. Her respawn, yeah. Spawn. Yeah, and this time there's no mirrors, which again, yes, I was like, "Oh, Jess is gonna like this." <laughs> and uh, I was, I was a little confused. Were there only mirrors missing from their apartments, or like, do mirrors not exist in this world? I feel like it has to be everywhere. Like she has to have checked somewhere else. But, but the no, but, no, they, but, they do exist because she asks her friend where the mirror yeah. go, and her friend said, "We don't have mirrors in the bathroom because of vanity." So her friend knew what a mirror was. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think, I, I, they just can't find any or see any. Oh, yeah, maybe they can't. Yeah. Oh, well, so. that's interesting. So maybe they're starting to phase out of reality. Like every time they come back, something's missing because they're more completely transitioning to some other reality. See, and I thought it had to do with the conversation they had with Ruth about Nadia's mom and mother and mirrors in that mirrors served as a second set of eyes. And that's the same purpose therapists serve because if left to our own devices, you know, we're terrible narrators of our own story. Mm -hmm. And since they found each other and now know each other's stories, there's no need for mirrors. That's the one I took that. Yeah, um, I like that one. It's it's one like it, I think that they're kind of like solving bits of it, and so now that one's solved. That's not there anymore. So maybe that makes sense in this um, when Alan kind of starts to realize that, uh, or maybe realize the truth of the relationship. That's why the the uh, engagement ring disappeared because it was no longer something he was going to need or. Oh, he learned to let that go somehow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I like that idea. But so what did they learn to get rid of the mirrors? Or they, he, they, he they learned how he died for themselves. Yeah. Okay. You have to learn how to face yourself. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's what that one is. So then, that's why the, did the fish the go away? I don't know. What's up? Why did the fish go away? 
uh, whatever he was using it for. Companionship. Like what? Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he had was a telling companion. him all his secrets. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so then she literally is not making any improvements on herself then because she hasn't lost anything other than the mirror. And the mirror was because she realized that she had overdone it with Alan. Mm. Yeah. And that she did seemingly give up one thing. She gave up her medallion. I don't remember if it came back when she came back. I don't either. Yeah. I, I, I wish I, I wish I thought about it at the time to go look for that. I don't think there was enough of her being filmed because she's always wearing that big jacket and yeah. usually it covers it up. So we'll mm-hmm. have to find out in the next episode. I feel, I feel like she would have noticed if it was gone though, like right away. Yeah, yeah but she, she, might, but she, she might, ooh. she might be focused on the mirrors first. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. So. There, there's, there was one line that I wanted to talk about in this movie or in this movie and this episode. Um, so we had the whole like emotional part where, uh, that, well, I guess not emotional. It's like an uplifting part where they confront his ex and everything. Mm. Uh, well, now ex. Um, and then he, get, he gets mad when he finds out that she had sex with the same guy. Uh-huh. And he, sa- he says, that Irish gingerbread fisherman looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Irish. She says, no, he has soft hands. He's never worked a day in his life. I was like, yeah. Like, I just, that line, when he said it, it was so clear to me that they like they cracked up every time he delivered that line <laughs> and they had to shoot it a bunch of times because they even cut before her reaction to another take yeah. of the seat yeah. in the middle of it <laughs> i mean it's a ridiculous line although quite honestly <laughs> that entire sex scene was very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah it really was where are you going and so in a in a testament to our time my first thought in that was, does he have enough capacity to consent? Yeah. This, like, <laughs> if you're fair. having to keep him focused. I, th- there was actually a lot of interesting things in their interaction with that in general, because even in the show itself, um, that obviously turns a lot of things on its head, a lot of tropes and stuff. Uh, in that, in the same episode, he's also the one that's like laying naked on the bed the morning after and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's fully clothed. In no way, shape, or form do we ever see her compromised in that kind of way. Yeah, it's it's nice to have the flip. But we all, I mean, yeah. It, but it's it's also goes towards her character. I mean, we saw the same thing with uh, her ex boyfriend John. John. Yeah, like she after sex, she's one of the people that gets up and needs to go do things. Not she's not the kind that to to fall asleep or relax afterwards. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean. It, the, I, I think stealing Alan's shoes and then going to see a homeless man and huffing some paint is a little bit more than most people would do <laughs> after sex, but you know, that's her. Yeah. That's Nadia. And then she went and saw Ruth after that, right? Well, Ruth came to her after she blew up at mm-hmm. Alan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ruth was... Yes, because and, that's when she chokes on the chicken. Yeah. And, and Ruth was telling her, like, get over yourself. We have don't make tea. John, do you, you you want to make a joke in there somewhere? Nope, but he doesn't want any choke on the chicken joke at all. So nope, nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, the- I I did like that sex uh, the sequence prior to the two of them having sex, where they're just talking about it in the bar, 
And he basically throws it down like a challenge, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I hate the way she said it. She said, it looks like someone's throwing a gauntlet in my poos poos. <laughs> I did not fucking like that. It was all very uncomfortable. But that was very much <laughs> Natasha Leon. Like if you yeah. watched anything else with her in it, like that is straight up a yeah. line that she would say. If, if we still had MySpace, that would have been my motto for the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. There were... I just the, the, some, go ahead. Oh, you can. As I say, the whole role playing, I just uh, particularly after the like power move of taking back, you know, Alan taking back control with the help of Nadia, and I'm like, <laughs> and now we're gonna role play this, like, <laughs> like he's role playing the guy that his girlfriend cheated on him with and she's role playing his girlfriend i think but that's i think that's her like years of being in therapy and living with a therapist like he needs this role play like he needs this to be acted out so that he could take his power back like i feel like that's what she is pulling pulling off in that that scenario it, it's called having a hate set well word. <laughs> but uh, you know with the circle. That's where he draws the line. Say what you want to say, John. Well, because that sounds cute, but the other one has anger in it, and context is key. There you go. Yeah, I'm proud of you, John. I'm proud of you. <laughs> We're all very, very proud of you. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I get it. It was just, it was all very uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I want—I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, continue. Hey, you go, go ahead. You got this. I, I think he just made a joke and it was done. Like it was just the yeah. end of a joke. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Done, sir. <laughs> um, no, the one of the things that I was curious about was that you guys had talked about the passage of time continuing, and obviously we saw that driven home real hard with all the moldy fruit. Right. Yeah. The thing I wanted to say about that one is that I think that plays into the idea of the mirror thing where other people might see mirrors or just be entirely oblivious to the absence of mirrors because no one's freaking out about all this nasty ass fruit. Oh yeah. I I thought that too. And I was going to bring that up. I was like, how in the world is nobody else in this universe not going, ew, it would freak me out seeing those oranges. I'd been like, um, excuse me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) We must fix these oranges. (laughs) <laughs> that's because the coder didn't do it right for the simulation like they they the life expectancy of the fruit and 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 stuff and the food is all still going at, even though the world resets like bad guy bodies when you kill them in video games they disappear exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, were there any particular moments in this that you guys thought were like the best acted times you guys all seem to have a positive response to the episode in general but i I don't know if this episode this series has been one where it's like wow that was a powerhouse of acting right there uh the last scene probably yeah the last scene really at the whoever plays alan his performance in that is great yeah Mm. heartbreaking did anyone else just want to immediately give him a hug yes that's all i thought i was like hug that man hug that man I feel like the audience did some really good hand acting in this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, was, she was very expressive with her hand motions. Yeah. 
I, I did like her. I mean, it was hard to watch, but when she did get so mad at Alan for touching her, that was very well acted on her part, too. I mean, it hurt yeah. me because I yeah, knew she, it was hurting him and she was hurting, too. So was she was good. physically tense in yeah, such a like, palpable way. Feel it. Like, I'm just watching it on TV, but even my room felt like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> I thought the actress who plays Ruth, I thought her performance in this episode was excellent. Okay. The, there's a part in her dialogue that I, I feel like I wanted them to address in that moment, but I, I think that's probably a repressed thing in their relationship in general between the two characters. But she says, um, I forget exactly the line, but she says, like, you do something for somebody else. Um, like you forgive them, yeah. and she said, "That's that's what I do, do for, you. for you." And then got up and started to like leave, and that seemed like such an important thing. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I I just I liked the dichotomy of how Ruth approached the situations between Alan and Nadia, based on who they are as people, mm-hmm. and how the tact changed based on what they needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she was like for Nadia, she's very much like, okay, fine, like we'll be crass, like let's do this. Um, but then with Alan, it was like, oh no 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 no, we don't say the crazy word here. <laughs> Come on, come here, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have seen the the session that Alan and Ruth had. Like, I think that would have been interesting for his character. Did you get, did, I didn't I didn't get the impression that they had actually had like a full session. Well, at least they I did. I think that's supposed no, to be the implication. They did at least yeah, she, hypnosis because he said, see, I told you that wasn't going to work for me. Like, it's just not, it just didn't happen. Well, she wouldn't have had a real session with him because in order to go to a therapist, you have to want to go to a therapist. So it really wouldn't have been a session because that's he just basically sure. would have been placating Nadia. Yeah, but he, anything. he said, okay, let's do this. Like, right after yeah. that part. The reason why it didn't work is because he didn't want to do it. That's there. Like you have to want to go to therapy for therapy to work. You have at least a tiny bit of you has to be open to it. And I think when she had the conversation with him of, of saying like, this is the reason why we have therapists. That was his, okay, maybe I do need to talk to someone. Cause even though he, cause he talks about how he's had a fear of being called crazy his whole life. He's had that fear of yeah. people, uh, you know, shrinking. Well, and the fact that he didn't instantly remember how he died mm-hmm. doesn't mean it didn't work. He just didn't get the immediate results yeah. he wanted. I get that. I also feel a little bit bad for Beatrice when she lays out what their relationship was. Like, no, yeah, that, that sounds that sound shitty. She might still be a doo-doo, don't get me wrong. But like, she, she doesn't sound like a terrible person just a person who stayed in relationship for the wrong reasons uh and should have just left at that point i think if this were a situation we were approaching with alan with the knowledge that he had originally that she just wanted to break up with him i think yes Mm -hmm. i'm with you i would have been like oh yeah no that's really i completely understand that i'm like but that's not the decision you made like you made a completely separate and different decision yeah, you mm-hmm. decided to cheat to avoid your issues. Yeah, which is, which is, is not good. No, it's very unhealthy. But, mm-hmm. but this show is really about the unhealthy things that we do. So It's true. A- any other theories going forward? What, what's, 
What, what do you think? We're, we're in the home stretch right now. It's the final lap of a four-day-long NASCAR race. <laughs> well, I don't appreciate that Steven's just skipping over my video game theory altogether. They they literally talk about video games. They talk about playing the video games. It's a video game that she designed. And then she is also in the video game looking like the the, the Grim Reaper. But do you think that's important? Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> just because you want it to be yes, doesn't mean because it has I want to it to be. <laughs> no, honestly, this isn't a, they definitely, I think, they, they keep bringing it up just throughout the whole thing. And the fact that she is in the episode or in the, the video game itself does come off as super important. Uh, otherwise, why do they keep talking about it? You yeah, know? they keep showing the one part. I mean, they probably only made the one part to the game for the show, but like it's an in, almost impossible game, uh, as he says. Like, and she comes to realize that. And what was his exact line? Is that the main character doesn't use any help from anybody else to try and figure out? Yeah, yeah, yep. you know how to get through it, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. obviously, that's her. <laughs> oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think. I think it, it's it's important. That's just me. I no, I, I go ahead. No, no, you're good. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do still think it for Nadia. It revolves around her mother. For Alan, it revolves around his own issue. Um, but in both cases, it deals with the ability to move on yeah. and move forward. And I think we definitely get that for Alan's character in this episode when Beatrice is explaining why she's feeling stuck because Alan wants everything to just stay the same. Well, what's the extreme of the same? Reliving the exact same day over and over and over again. And for Nadia, I don't think she can move past what her mother did to her. And so she can't move forward to trust others, which is why it's her birthday when she's finally reached past her mother that this is happening for her. So it's it they're having to figure out how to move forward. Mm. Quite literally. Yeah, I was gonna say that that's that's the entire thrust of this year. Anybody else? No, Any theories? No, nope. Jessica's still on the mirrors. <laughs> There's no more mirrors. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like the, your, your main thing since it's been removed. What's what's left now? <laughs> I have no idea, which is why I like it though. So, <laughs> so according to IMDb, uh, the two characters died two more times in this episode, bringing it a total to eighteen uh, deaths for the show. Does anybody think there's going to be a magic number? that they need to get to or that they they are going to stop at 36 is that how old she turned this this year yeah i was thinking that too 42 42 the magic number (laughs) (laughs) okay john don't go there (laughs) anything else steven that you wanted us to get through no, I, I think those are the main things. I think this shot with this episode was shot beautifully. Whoever did light on this episode, like, good job. Oh, oh. yeah, there was some really good uh, lighting in this episode. Mm-hmm. Some strong reds and blues throughout that I appreciated. 
I have to say that I am missing my song and my <laughs> sweet birthday baby chant <laughs> or call. She's up so fast this one. She's like, sweet birthday baby. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, what? What are you doing? No, it needs to be a I promise the song comes back though. Okay. That's what you say. <laughs> well, someone, someone out there has that as their like, ringtone. I might soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, if you have any theories on Russian Doll or uh, like to tell us how wrong we are about Vagrant Queen, please get at me. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm on Twitter at Michipedia, G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Jessica, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at JM Bailey Wright. Uh, John, where can people find you online? I am also on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. Steven? You can find me across all social media at Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent. And Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook pages, face forward slash Geek Elite Media. Yep. The rest of you, uh, you can also find our website, archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts. Uh, com. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.